Hello everyone, just back at the Uberto Silva podcast for the, the coming season, 2021. It's becoming quite excited. Uh, let me introduce you again, a familiar person that has joined me since last season, um, big friend of mine, Tim Chase. How are you, my friend? I'm good, mate. Oh, I've just seen myself in the video and I look so old. It's only been a few weeks since we did the podcast, last season's podcast. No, look, look like it's been about 10 seasons ago. It's what lockdown and kicked it easier. You were problem, problem of the lockdown. Yeah, being around my family too much. <laughs> uh, that's good. You know, that's good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back after a while. Uh, we, we took a break. Um, we've... Even at the beginning of the season, now we miss a few of the games, but we are going to go through uh, some of the games of this new season. Yes, you know, I had to take a break, a break also for a particular reason. I had a knee surgery. It's, it's so full, man. What was wrong with your knee? What, did, what operation did you have? Yeah, I had a meniscal surgery on my left knee this time. You know, I think he became jealous of uh, the right knee and... This might be the reason. But, um, yeah, everything... What stopped your career, wasn't it, that, that injury? Yeah, my last year. My last year, I had a big trouble. But with my knee, you know, I had a few surgeries. That was a nightmare, big nightmare. Mm. But, um, thanks so God... What fans are going to want to hear is that mean you're coming back. You're coming out of retirement to boss the, mid to boss the midfield again at the Emirates. I need to work so hard to get there to be back. <laughs> when I when I was that game, this they look so fast, you know. I think forget it. Yeah. You know, just run on a different way, mind on a mind way. Yeah. Try to help them in the future. Let's see. Nice. But um, anyway, um, I'm really you know um, everything went fine with the surgery, Good. and the knee is getting better day by day. The physio already started and. Uh, just excited to be playing football very soon. Hope so. Nice. But, uh, Are you going to be playing for your local like six-a-side team or? No, honestly, I'm I'm not really enjoying much playing football. I was doing a different kind of sport we call here footballing. Okay. And play a two against two on a sand, you know, like a pit volley. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's uh, it's very enjoyable technique but we're still very competitive really? between us you know me and a couple of friends you know, no contact very important yeah. thing yeah. <laughs> very important at this stage but um, yeah very soon everything will be perfect 100% and um, just carry on the life my life you know, in a better way I, I still love doing sports and uh, was a nightmare you know Living with this without solving it, and now I'm sure everything will be fine. Good, fingers crossed, mate. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But there's kind of uh, good things for us to talk, especially about Arsenal. Focus this is about Arsenal mainly, and of course we're going to discuss a few things about other games, but uh, very little, and uh, because there's a lot of uh, good things to Arsenal to talk about. And, um, but before we talk, let's go back, you know, to this last weekend. What a great, yeah, great weekend in England. Exactly. Let's laugh at Man United and Liverpool for a bit. <laughs> What's going well, on? 
Please, great. Yeah, it's very different weekend for those, for both of them. Yeah. Very strange, you know, for a football fan to see um, how things change so fast in football. If you, you know, analyzing first Manchester United and Tottenham, uh, starting they Manchester United started very, very comfortable, you know, score a fast goal. And penalties, yeah, and uh, very soon things change in football. You know, it's how crazy football is, and how uh, exciting can become for one team, and not really for an another one, become a nightmare. No. So, what? How did you think about the way Solskjaer set up against Spurs? Obviously, having Pogba and Matic in the middle. Is that a combination that you think works? I have my doubts. I have my doubts. Well, I, I think everyone has their doubts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have my doubts because, um, you know, um, Matit basically is the guy who holds the position and um, he, uh, he can uh, stop players. Pogba, he does it not very often, as Matit does. And it seems like there was a lot of space for them. But they could not find, you know, uh, a way after. Consider the equalizing goal was well, seems like a, a mistake for me from um, this, that defenders. Maguire, Maguire um, was like all over the show, wasn't Maguire, he? he tried to head the ball, and uh, after that, had the ball to the goalkeeper, and after that, they considered the goal was, uh, and uh, after they got lost, and they got caught on. Uh, then we, we see you now the, the second goal, how important for Tottenham, Harry Kiel and the partnership between Harry Kiel and Son. Yeah, the way they work, you know, the way they look each other, they always trying to find uh, each other uh, when they got one of them get the ball. Mm. And um, he just uh, received a fall, Harry Kane, and uh, immediately. He passed the ball to Son and uh, he scored. And yeah. after that, you know, Manchester United lost completely. Lost completely in the game, you know. Because things happen very fast. The first goal, the second goal, and the third goal. Everything so fast. Yeah. And then the penalty, then the sending off. Exactly. I mean, it, and nowadays that is a sending off. I mean, it was a bit pathetic of, um, not Lalana, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Um, Martin. Yeah. Who um, Marshall got sent off, uh, and Lamella wasn't it? That kind of hit on the face and then paused and then dived on the ground. South America, Argentina, Argentina, South America. Yeah, I was going to say. I know that game. I know that games. You know, in South America is very common. Especially Argentina is always hard when Brazilian clubs play against Argentinian clubs, and especially in Copa Libertadores, they always just. Sometimes shit game, you know. Mm. They call it. Uh, we call it shit kind of reaction, huh? In England, we call it shit and the Argentinians are the perfect of shit houseery. Um, but but he'll uh, he be pleased because he would have. He feel like in his, like you say, from Argentina, that's how they're brought up. But he feel like he would have won his team the edge by doing that. Um, yeah, I think he, uh, for for them it works, you know, because you got uh, Marshall sent off, but he reacts. This yeah. is for sure. I don't know you, what the referee saw. Probably only Martial. <laughs> yeah, well, you should have got yeah. set. If both, if one goes, they both have to go. And in the fact, Luke Shaw's... There's like, um, you know, from my perception, the referee was not far from the, the position they were. They, 
they have seen some, he has seen something. Mm. I don't know how much he has seen in this particular situation. If because when we look, when I look it very careful, they show it a few times on TV. You know, I, Marshall got provoked by by Lamela. You know, he got he put his arm on his right. chest and then he reacts. Uh, man, I had a, 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 strange, a strange situation when I got sent off against Black Bunny. I remember, you know, it reminded me of the situation with Rob Savage. You know, he knocked my, my back when I, while I was on the floor. I just put my leg straight and he touched my leg and fall. I know it's, it's like uh, your reaction caused your trouble. For think somebody, you know, kick you on the field. It's ridiculous. I understand. I understood that seeing Marshall's face, you know, how frustrated he was mm. after receiving the... He was in the wrong, but if, if, if Marshall has to go, so does Labella. You know, he started the whole thing. And in fact, Luke Shaw's tackle was far worse than either of those. Luke Shaw should have been sent off. His tackle was pretty awful. Did you see, did you see uh, outside the line... <laughs> um, so shy. The background is like that. <laughs> you know, I see, I've seen uh, Michael Carrick. I think he, looked, he was outside as well, very close. He put the, hand, uh, the hands on his face. For sure. But yeah. it's just like, you know, uh, kind of rules. Honestly, I don't really understand, you know, how they work. Another question, you know, the VAR, you know, was not used this time. You know? I, I, I know you don't like VAR. Um, and I, I still, it's better than last season because last season was ridiculous. But the, hand, the one thing that I think that everyone who's ever seen a football match recently hates is the new ridiculous handball rule. I mean, it surely has to be go back to, has he intended to do it? Because <clears throat> you're seeing penalties uh, and goals disallowed and things for my most ridiculous things and I think everyone just needs to go back to how it was before if he meant to handball it it's a handball if he's standing there and someone blasts the ball at him from five yards it's not a handball because he can't really do much about it it's just crazy yeah um, but I think Man United have got a couple of problems I think they keep signing midfielders and they don't get it because obviously you've got Fred that I think would complement uh, and but they've, well, they've got a few things they've got two creative people in there obviously Fernandez is flying at the moment and his new signing for him when he came last season changed Man United massively. So he was a great signing. But they've also got Pogba, who both of those two are both kind of creative midfielders. I don't know if you can have them in the same in the same team without having then two sort of defensive-minded or, or mobilised defenders, uh, midfielders to allow them to run free. Like before we started, you were saying, obviously we need someone like Fred who can get around the pitch and disrupt stuff, not just slowly relying on matches with it coming the other way. I also think that they're trying to play out the back. I don't know if what happened in the summer to Maguire has affected his confidence because he doesn't seem like half the player he was when before he left Leicester for 80 million. Uh, and then Bailly just looks like a weak link in there. Like the third goal was a pass. They're trying to play out from the back and Bailly just went straight across his goal, which is intercepted. I think it was Harry Kane intercepted it, went straight over to Son and Son squared it and Within seconds of getting sent off, they were three-one down, and there's no comeback from that. Um, I just yeah. think there's too much going wrong. And I saw an actually really interesting quote um, <clears throat> in the papers on social media 
from Wayne Rooney. He's going, why are they fighting for 108 million for Jadon Sancho? Use that money to buy Harry Kane. You need someone to, to buy like that. Don't worry about Jadon Sancho. Harry Kane is Harry yeah, Kane's main defender. He's, he's flying. He's no. flying. You know, he could be appropriate for them if they are looking for a striker mm. um, to be, uh, you know, uh, in their team. For sure, would be a massive uh, sign for them if yeah. they they should do it. If they, they do it, you know, yeah. it's like. But uh, it's the defense. Never mind. You know, I think they, they need to sort out this problem because um, you know I've seen some of I bought some of their games. You know, they are seems they like facing a few problems at the back. You know, few, six, at least six problems at the back. You know, it's like it's not being. Um, uh, you know, uh, when we look them, since they are lack in confidence, huge. It's like uh, the opponents observe that, and you know, they they pay attention, they take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, then let's move to another one, which I believe the shocks the world. <laughs> yeah. What can you say about Aston Villa seven two against Liverpool? Wow. I don't. I mean, and it could have been more. It could, exactly. should have been. It should have been about eleven. Uh, and, and one thing with eleven men, not down to ten men like Manchester United. Yeah, I was watching some. I was watching some analysis on it. It was the the high. Obviously, Liverpool play with a high defensive line, um, and what they weren't doing yesterday was they they high lines are great to play, but unless you have someone putting pressure on the guy with the football. They were doing the high line, but there was no pressure on the on the guy with the football. I don't think Henderson was playing, uh, Mane wasn't playing, and obviously those are the two guys that are very very active right from the front of winning the ball back as soon as Liverpool lose possession, and that's why Liverpool can counteract and score so many goals going back the other way because when they do get ball back, the defensive unit is quite high to compress the play, right? And yesterday they were defending incredibly high as they usually do, no pressure on the ball, which meant that Liverpool um, Villa just had to do one or two passes and they were straight through. Like they could have been three or four players that got hat tricks. Exactly, they, you know, um, they they were lucky because it, it could have been massive you know, for the chance uh, Aston Villa missed uh, in counter attack, and um, they could have scored at least two more goals, at least mm. easily. But you know, very strange to see the way the Liverpool played. You know, seems like they were they could not react, could not react and with the pace of Villa, the way Villa managed the game. You know, yeah, it's called one, two, three goals. Of course, it, it were, may be worth to say that you know, some of their goals they were, let's say, a little bit luck because uh, there was a deflection. Yeah. But uh, when the situation happened. Seems like the players were not believing what was going on. Okay. Yeah, which is in shock. Well, I think the face, yeah, they were like in shock. What's going on here? You know, this used to work with uh, for us last season. And now it's not happened in this particular game. You know, very, uh, very strange uh, reaction from them. You know, and um, you know, it's um, shocking. I know for I think for everyone because you don't expect them to lose a game like like this, consider so many goals. Of course, you know, if uh, Villa won the game, you know, uh, one, two, one, three, one, 
this, you know, um, if you think before the game, is more reasonable. But uh, considering this, this amount of game is something uh, for football fun, you know, is uh, a bit shocking. But it's football. It's football, uh, you may... It's why we like the game so much. It's why we love the game so much. Yeah. These things can happen. Exactly, everything can happen. If you are not in a good day, um, the opponent take advantage. And uh, congratulations to Villa because uh, they they the game was three one four one. They they keep going. They didn't stop. Yeah. They they did what they had to do because if we were in the other way around, they would suffer the same knockdown. Yeah, well, they probably realised that the league is probably going to be quite close this season, so they need to get a good goal at goal, goal difference, because it could come to a couple of goals between what teams relegated. But I think obviously Allison wasn't in goal, uh, and Adrian was in goal, and he had a, a horrific pass um, which he mislaid, which led to their first goal, and I think that just shattered the confidence with everyone. Um, but yeah, but it's nice to see. You know, it's it's great to see unless you're a Liverpool fan or a Man United fan. It's always nice to see the big clubs. Big Cubs winning. Obviously, this is mainly an Arsenal podcast, so we should probably stop talking about Spurs and stuff and let's get on with the uh, Arsenal because they're the Arsenal are doing well at the moment, aren't they? Very good. I'm really happy to see the way they start the season. You know, um, four games, nine wins, one feet to Liverpool uh, away. You know, the first result, 3 0 against Fulham, then 2 1 against West Ham. West Ham home. Um, then the defeat against Liverpool, 3 1, and uh, yesterday, 2 1 against Sheffield United. Sheffield United, team as well. Sorry? Sheffield United aren't about a tough team to, to beat, I think. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. Not easy to play against them. Mm. And um, it's important for Arsenal starting well the season as they start, you know, four games, nine points, you know. Um, well, of course, when we look at the game against Liverpool, you know, we would expect them at least to have a draw. But um, when playing against the champions, <laughs> we knew it was going to be hard, especially yeah. after the, 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 their last match, the end of the last season. Yeah. Well, Arsenal beat them. And um, it's some, something, you know, for them to come on, this is our turn. But um, great to see that um, things are starting well for, for the team. Mm. And um, hope, you know, when they, they start again, the team, after the, the international break, they come back with their mind uh, at Arsenal to improve in, uh, in every game. Yeah, well, we said when we, the last uh, episode of the podcast last year, we were saying that actually Arteta's had a really good season first, winning the FA Cup. Um, obviously then winning the Community Shield um, and he's making lots of good changes he's like losing some players that weren't necessarily what he was looking for or in the mould of the team that he wanted to create um, and he had a good win ratio with the last games that came through and obviously having to come back in the weirdest time the world has ever seen with the coronavirus so you were kind of rightly saying in the last episode last year last season sorry that things look really positive and it looks like Arteta's the man for the job he like ticks all the boxes looks like a really good manager and it looks like it's you're you're absolutely right, you know. Um, he's slowly bringing in some players that he feels are um, <clears throat> are what he's looking for. So we've got, I mean, 
the, the signings. What do you reckon of the signings? Well, they are good players. They are doing well. You know, for example, a good, a very good surprise for me, Gabriel Magalhães. Uh, started very well at Arsenal. On the centre back, I think. No, he's the second centre back. Or third. First was um, Gabriel Paulista. Then he went to Valencia. Then Davis, David Luiz. Now Gabriel. Gabriel Magalhães. You, you look like a Brazilian, don't you? Yeah, I think the last few years, you know, since when uh, Silvino joined the club, uh, you know, it's been um, it's quite, quite a good connection between Arsenal and some Brazilians. Uh, some of them did very well. Some of them, you know, they they find found a little bit difficult to to settle in. But in general, um, the Brazilians we see in the squad now they are doing great. You know, good job. Um, then we look back, you know, from last season when Martinelli, before he got injured, the way he was playing was really good. And uh, after David Luiz joined joined the club, in a lot of criticism, but I think he he handled all the pressure around him. You know, he managed all the situation, which is important to keep working and doing his job and. On a new club mm. now with the new signs of uh, Gabriel Magalhães, you know. Honestly, I didn't know him mm -hmm. uh, before I joined Arsenal. Where was he? But uh, was he sorry, where was he before? Was he in France? He was in France at Lille, okay. but I didn't follow him. And um, seems that uh, he he start he started in the club uh, seems very promising. Mm -hmm. yeah. Started well. He's uh, getting to know. And the Premier League adapting to a new league, and the strongest league in the world, in a, in a team which is uh, being rebuilding uh, with a new new manager, yeah. new manager, you know, full of energy and trusting all the players he got, you know, working the best way he can with the tools he got, and um, you know, uh, Gabriel, we talk, we brought him and William. You know, we know him quite well. I was so surprised that Chelsea let him go. Um, I think he's been kind of like, when Hazard was there, he was kind of, Hazard was a star man, but I always liked William. And I think with Hazard gone, he really stepped up last season. He scored some really important goals for Chelsea last season. Um, so I was shocked that he left. Um, it really was. Um, so was my son who loves him. Um, but I think it's a great signing. He's, I think he's, I think what makes the difference is that he's a proven Premier League player and he's been a successful Premier League player for six, seven, eight seasons now. And I think those are the type of players that probably Arsenal, who are rebuilding, they need to have that. And I think it's, I think it was a brilliant signing. I really do. I was gutted to see him go to, from Chelsea. Yeah, I believe it also. You know, he, he knows the league. And um, I think um, after quite a long Long time at Chelsea, looks for a new challenge. Arsenal is uh, is perfect for him for a new challenge, but to keep proving that he can uh, he can uh, work well, he can keep play well and contribute to a new club. Of course, you know there is a lot of people talk about the length of his contract. Right? As long as you got quality in the squad, you add um, different kind of abilities for for the team. You know, his style is different from uh, Gabriel, for example, Gabriel Magallanes. 
and um, from other players. And um, as you as you mentioned, he's a proven player in the Premier League. He knows everything. He got quality. I think when you got quality, you know, it's uh, this the, the the most important thing. And I'm sure he's going to help Arsenal a lot. And uh, I'm really happy to see some more Brazilians and hmm. at Arsenal. But um, of course, you know, I want them to to do well, uh, to represent the club the way the club deserves, the way the fans expect from them to give them uh, to fulfill their expectation. Mm-hmm. I, because when you sign a player in a football club, you know, you have a lot of expectations, especially, especially at Arsenal. The last, you know, since Arteta came, oh, maybe you can go back even more, you know, bef- yeah. after, even before Arsenal, Arsenal, mm-hmm. we, can, we can say that. The fans are expecting a lot of uh, things from the club, high expectation. Then change Arsene for the manager. Now with Arteta, what uh, they are expecting that the club make a good sign for them to fight again for the titles in the Premier League. Uh, I think obviously uh, with David Luiz and William, they both have won the Premier League, both with Chelsea, but they both won the Premier League. I think and you would know that more than anyone. The experience counts a lot when they're running for title, um, getting um, Champions League, whatever their targets are. You need those type of players that can get you over the line. It's great well, because they have been through uh, this situation. You know, got the, the, the feeling of being champion. I think this is important. That's why, you know, um, uh, for Arteta and for the squad, to win the FA Cup final last, last season, Mm-hmm. Last game of the season was so important. Yes, you know, very important for them to, you know, start a new year at the club, a new manager, young manager, but full of energy. Win not only um, the the title, but win the confidence of the players, win the confidence of uh, the board, everyone in the club, bring back you know to the same direction, bring everyone to the same place where they concentrate their energy, their focus, to achieve good things, to great, great things, as the fans expect, you know. And um, this, you know, is, is the way. There's not a better way than this, you know, when you start, finish the season, win the FA Cup, and then start a new season as they start, you know. 12 points, after 12 points, you've got, got nine. It's uh, so important for them, you know, to be confident. And now they go to this break, you know, for the international week, and come back, you know, uh, renewed, with full of energy again to restart uh, the games in the Premier League, you know, with the same way they they start this this first four games. Be very excited. I'm I'm really looking forward to see, you know, uh, what I haven't seen. Uh, from them for quite a long time, the consistency. Yeah. I think what will make the, the difference for, for them uh, during the season will be the consistency in their games, in their abilities to maintain their results, to, to win the big games, uh, because this is very important, because these are mainly the teams they are going to fight for the title. Yeah. But everything can change, as we see now, Everton is first in the league. Crazy, you know, and, let's, um, let's the second. 
yeah, the the, the season they looked as well, didn't they? Yeah, but the season looked very very exciting on this uh, this new beginning of the season. You know, this new season of the Premier League looked very exciting, and uh, hope that Arsenal can surf in this wave, you know, on a positive way, and um, find you know the the a good way to achieve the result. Everyone is expecting from us, you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, to fight again for the title in the Premier League, but also for the next season to be back in the Champions League. Yeah. So what do you think? There's actually two questions I wanted to ask you. So what do you think? Oh, we didn't finish talking about the signings because obviously we got uh, Gabriel. We spoke about Williams and Gabriel. Uh, Spice yeah. has gone on for another year's loan. What do you think about mm-hmm. him? I know, was he injured the past last season, end of last season? I think he has done great, you know, um, especially under Arteta, you know, I think um, it was, um, I, my opinion, he, he played much better. Mm. I think after Arteta, everything, everything changed, I think, around the clubs, not about the players only, but in general about uh, the surround, uh, and the players on the club, in the club as well. You know, the, the media was uh, calmed down in regarding the negativity because, oh, they have a new a new manager. Let's uh, let's wait and see what's going to bring to the club and to the fans. And people became more patient, looks like. And um, and Sebayo, I think he, he did well. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it would be good for, for Arsenal to keep him for another season, see what the, the future holds for, for him. If it's going to be part of a permanent permanent deal in the club in the future. Yeah. And then the most exciting, I think, of every news at the, in the beginning of the season, yeah. any Arsenal fan would expect was the, the new contract of uh, Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. This was mass, massive for them was really important to keep him. And um, because now they, they got the main man at the team and uh, to inspire the others, you know, to keep the fans happy. But uh, not only this, but keep a good player in the team. Because it would be very tough for Arsenal to replace him if uh, he had gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- I, well, how would you? You can't replace them. You know, it's, the, it's one of the things that almost every club was wanting to do is want to go having a, a natural goal scorer is going to get you 20, 25 goals a season, which he looks like, well, he does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah it's, it's almost like a new signing. Yes, yeah, exactly. it's like, you know, the expectation was so high. I received a lot of uh, text messages in my social media. Hey, come on, tell them to sign Aubameyang. Yeah. I'm really positive. I was really positive. You know, like many fans, you know, of, of course, you know, um, wait until they announce. And uh, until there, as we know, in football, everything can, can happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm really happy that um, Aubameyang uh, committed himself to the club, you know, for the next four years. And I'm happy for Arsenal. I'm happy the way they start the season because all this small, this little pieces, you know, you start to uh, to, to build up a strong um, path, mm-hmm. you know, for the future. And uh, what they, 
the club are trying to, to achieve in, in the medium and long term is important for what they are doing now. What they are doing now is just rebuilding a new, and you know, I don't, I don't know a new style, but uh, under new manage, manager, mm-hmm. building the way he believes, but uh, keeping, uh, having in mind that they must keep the culture of the club, uh, respecting that, and um, but bring everyone together as an Arsenal family. Make everyone at Arsenal believe that they can achieve great things, you know, because it would be very important their support. Anyway, the season is going to be hard and just start. They, they will need, again, the support of everyone, every support, you know, the way they can engage the, the fans would be so important as well. Yeah. So do you think that's the biggest thing Arteta's done? So this, as, because obviously normally we're going to be talking about the games that are coming up, but it's international break. Um, but so it's um, what we're going to be doing is talking about Arteta. So oh. um, what we're going to need to be doing, is, sorry, what we're going to do is talk about Arteta to begin with. We spoke about Ned. So what do you think the biggest um, thing that Arteta has done in terms of, well, what do you think is put the feeling obviously doing positivity? Do you think it's like hope? Like the Arsenal fans have been struggling for like hope before that they actually are going places. Now it actually feeling that with this positivity, there is some hope now that the club is going in the way that they want it to and you want it to. I think what uh, was really important for, for him is to get the results uh, for people to be, uh, be patient uh, with, uh, with that plan, you know. Um, because sometimes in football, you know, people become so impatient, you know. If you see Arsene, he suffered quite a lot in the la- his last few seasons. Yeah. People became impatient, was not enough for the fans become fourth even to play Champions League. Mm. But then, they, they, yeah, but then they didn't have even Champions League. You know, they play Europa League final, but um, not enough for a club like Arsenal. Mm. And um, they didn't, and, and then they lost. And um, then a new manager came, you know, Unai, the first season seems very pro- promising, but in the second season was was tough for him. I think tough for difficult for the players, and uh, the surround uh, uh, around the club was was tough because people became you know um, so negative yeah. around the club about the team, about the manager, about the the future of the club. This negativity um, seems like uh, <laughs> you know in a a kind of uh, infection in the team is go from outside to inside and start to, uh, you know, to, uh, to annoy everyone. Because at some point you don't, you don't talk about uh, football. You don't talk about uh, uh, the games. You don't talk about uh, the strategy to win the next game. You start to talk about the problems of the club, the, what people think is right, what they should do. Yeah, because then you start, you know, the players start to answer about the manager. He's the right guy. Uh, what the club should do. This is not the question uh, players should be asking, should be uh, responding. But uh, about their performance, if they are happy, about the way they, they, they won or lost a game, something like that. And then 
as a player, they, they start, you know, uh, to respond to different questions. You know, it's not their problem. You know, the way they, the, the people in the club manage the club, they must find the best way to support the players. You know, I think this is one point. In the technical aspect, the players must concentrate on that job, how they need to, to, to be trained, how they need to train and what they need to do in order to, to get the results. I think this is the technical part. The management, you know, and the board is another aspect of the club. But sometimes to split this on a, in a two different um, ways in football is quite hard because uh, the fans are emotional. Mm. It's normal. You know, we, yeah. we totally understand that. Sometimes the media, very impatient, and the way they, they put things outside is very negative. And then you have other source from outside, you know, uh, just throwing, out, throwing in negativity in the team. Yeah. Arteta was really important, I think, to put a barrier uh, between the players and the, the news from outside to keep them like, you know, oh, here we, are, we must work together. This is our, the safe place where we concentrate on what we have to do. He was very important to unite them. It's like bringing everyone together again at Arsenal way, Arsenal coaching. Well, he, he demands respect as well. You know, Arteta's an ex-player um, and, the, and the fans respected him. Whereas I don't think Emery demanded that respect from the fans. So they, like, they wouldn't um, uh, like have a go at him and things like this because people they, they know other Arsenal fans wouldn't allow an Arsenal fan to kind of take on and disrespect Arteta or the football club. Whereas Emery didn't start out as that empower, that powerful uh, person who demands respect. And I think you're absolutely right. Having that buffer in between the board and the players and things like this, uh, Arteta is that perfect person who demands, well, gravitas, who has that power uh, and won't stand for people, bad mouth the board, the team, the players, the club, anything. He's brought them all in together. So now the, the team, the club, the players, sorry, the, the club has someone that they can realise that they're going to take the team somewhere. The players respect him because he's an ex-player uh, and he's obviously learned under, under Guardiola. And the fans respect him because he's an ex-player and um, he knows that he has Arsenal in his blood. Yeah, this was very important, I think, for him. Important aspect. Um, to be you know, a player at the club, before he started as a manager in the club. Um, knowing that, you know, he knew somehow uh, how to bring the people together again. Seems like, you know, uh, when we look from outside. Because what, you know, in my opinion, he has done so well is to bring everyone at the club in the same way. Seems like, you know, the people were everywhere in the club. You know, everyone has their opinion, but uh, not working together. Now we can see, you know, from the mood inside when you go there, when you speak to people at Arsenal, it looks like, uh, you know, he, he's trying to uh, bring everyone together, work on this way, you know, to since the guy at the gate, you know, the, the front door to the, the, the best player until, uh, you know, the board, everyone at the board. This is important, I think, for for him, for his his work, you know, daily basis, 
but also for the for everyone in the club you know when you work in the club like Arsenal they have that the way of um, as we know for example the, the Arsenal way this is what people expect you know uh, cultivate this culture of outside the club I think uh, he he shows that he understand that he understand also what people expect from any manager you know because for me it was not it's not a surprise that uh, after our sin would be very hard for every manager you know is especially if the fans does not appreciate who is the next guy yeah you know it's like a combination it's like uh, when you go to a date <laughs> if you don't oh, like uh, the other person you know it's um, it's not going to work out but uh, now we bought it uh, you know my my perception is different from uh, the the fans uh, the way they see uh, the new manager and then uh, important aspects the results the results is working very well for for them mm-hmm. Brilliant. cool well we've got no predictions to do for next week um, no it's uh, was it brazil uh, bolivia Brazil, Bolivia. And then uh, on the 10th, I think it is. And England have got uh, Belgium, I think it is. So that'll be a tough game for England. Um, so, yeah, for next week, we can get back on with the predictions. Yeah. And we'll last season. I'll be in. Yeah. <laughs> Our prediction from last season was shit. No, yeah. this, we this season will be a lot better. Yeah. But... Um, you know, uh, also really looking forward to watch this um, this new qualification games for Brazil. Be a lot of uh, pressure for them to, but I hope they 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 come back strong and uh, to qualify uh, the country for the next season. It's going to be it's not going to be easy, as you know, in South America. But let's be positive. So, Thank you, my friends. It was great to, to be back after a while. And um, I don't know what's knocking here, but... Um, I'll, let, is... I'll let you get the phone. <laughs> great to be, to be again. Take Ciao, care. Bye. See you soon.